stay loose, I stay high. I stay loose, I stay high. I stay loose, I stay high. I could do this all night, cause I do what I like. Yeah, I do what I like. Yeah, I do what I like. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Dynasty Diehards. I missed you guys last week. Not going to lie, it was really nice being in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico and it was warm and I'm back here and it's like 35 degrees today and it's going to snow tonight. So there you go. I wish I was back, but because I'm home in the cold, I get to hang out with my homie, John, talk some Dynasty football. John, how are you doing this fine, fine Wednesday? Uh, Jealous of your warm adventure. I know that I just had one as well in Florida, but um, it's funny how quickly you get back to the cold and it's like the warmth that you had. Like, it doesn't matter because you're just instantly like, I just, I want more of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, between me being in Michigan, you and Colorado, we both uh, have some some serious winners to deal with. So, yeah, it's it's freezing in my basement. I'm down here and I'm like trying to warm my hands up and that's what this is for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but yeah, man. Doing good. Ready to ready to get into this. There's some fun stuff to talk about. It's Super Bowl week, man. It is good. Super Bowl week. Something that I have to explain to people that are friends when we come over to watch the Super Bowl with them, Jen and I are not people that want to talk through the game unless we're talking about the game <laughs> because this is our Christmas. As football analysts, yeah. this is our Christmas. It's, we have spent all season to get to this point. And guys, I know this is a dynasty show, but we're so excited about the Super Bowl. We're going to kind of yeah. get into some Super Bowl betting picks, some MVP predictions. Score predictions. We're going to talk a little bit about the game. I think that's where we're going to kick off, John. What do you think? So, yep. first of all, I want to know, who do you think is going to win this game? Ah, this is really hard because I think logically I want to take the Eagles. Um, sure. I think on paper, I think it makes the most sense. I think their defense can be a deciding factor. I think Kansas City's injuries uh, are, are a reason for pause, at least, not necessarily concern. But then again, you have Patrick Mahomes. And if you have Patrick Mahomes, you kind of always have a chance. But I, uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles. I'm, I'm backing them. I think it's, I think it's gonna be close. This isn't a blowout type of matchup, in my opinion. Um, but score prediction? That where we want to go? Yeah, Joe. I I take, any of your predictions? Let's go. Give me a score. I prediction. think, I think I'll take Eagles, like twenty-seven to twenty-one. That's so probably I'm where going, I'm going. I'm going with the NFL script that we've all gotten to see. <laughs> oh, sorry, I left friends. mine. I left mine. You left. You left yours. Yeah. yeah. Well, go, I'm calling. Go. I, I'm calling Eagles 37-33, 37-34. Here's why. I think that the Eagles are going to take Travis Kelsey away because they've been able to do that to other teams. They're very good against tight ends. They're going to force Kansas City to try and run the ball a little bit. Kansas City doesn't do that well. They can't hang everything on Pacheco. So now you've got Mahomes trying to go after MBS, Juju, probably get Jarek McKinnon involved there. They're gonna they're gonna make it hard for Kansas City to move the ball. And if they take Kelsey away, I don't see a path to them being able to put up 37 or more points. Whereas the Eagles can do that on this Chiefs defense. Yeah. I feel like with relative ease, they can do it with Miles Sanders, they can do it with Jalen Hurts, they can do it with AJ Brown, Dallas Godert, Devonta Smith. Kenny they G can do it with all yeah. of them. Kenny's Kenny G going to get in the end zone. I love his anytime touchdown prop ball. Yes, yes. Pitballing like this offense can score so many different ways, and I agree. I think against that Kansas City defense, the offense shouldn't struggle. Now, there's other narratives at play here. Andy Reid after the bye forever has been an elite coach. I think the first 15 plays scripted uh, to start the game 
are massive for how this game is going to go because they're going to have so much time to put together that first drive. They know all the same things that we know. They know more than we know. They know that Travis Kelsey is their best weapon on offense and that the Eagles are going to try and probably take that away. So what kind of crazy stuff are they going to be able to pull out in the first, you know, five to 10 plays to try and put together a drive and go get a touchdown. I I think those first 10 to 15 scripted plays are going to be a big deal in terms of how this game plays out. Well, I agree with you. And I think what could be a game changer here for Kansas city is if they can get Kadarius Tony seriously involved in the offense, just running some of those like bubble screens, which he's really good at and he finds space and he picks up yards, the jet sweeps, if they can kind of get those worked in there, I think that they could be successful there. But like you said, they're going to have to be creative about how they score points, which we know Kansas City can do. We've seen them do it all season. But can they do it against this defense and especially this secondary? I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, Hall of Fame quarterback, more than likely. I can't see a scenario in which he doesn't end up at the Hall of Fame at this point. Wouldn't make sense. Already. He'll find ways to score points. I just don't think they can outscore this Philly offense in the end. Unless they can get, like I said, unless they can get a guy like Kadarius Toney involved, because they're going to shut down Juju. Juju, he's going to, I don't feel like he'll be a factor in this game whatsoever. What do you think? Maybe three catches. Like I can see him targeted three or four times, two catches, yeah. maybe three, but he's not going over 30 yards. There's no way. He's not MVS, same deal. They might try and stretch the field with MVS a little bit, but I can't see him <clears throat> winning a contested catch situation down the field because. And he's not going to get open. He's not going to get the space he needs to be effective. Right. Because, I mean, he has, when you have, we have bricks for hands, it's really really, really hard. Hard. It's hard. I can't, it's hard to catch. Yeah. I feel you. So it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be a good game. I think this is going to be a phenomenal game. It's not going to be a blowout on either side. These teams are too good. Obviously, my AFC West bias living in Denver as a Broncos fan. I really don't want to see the chiefs win anything ever as much as I love Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but I, I've got it. To, I, I have to take the Eagles here regardless. I think it's interesting though. The Vegas line has shifted a lot over the last three, four days today. It's one and a half. The Eagles are favored by one and a half, which to me is essentially a push. Yeah. I mean, basically that's, that's a really tight margin. I think that's fair. I don't think that either team should be yeah. more than a field goal favorite in this game. There's just too many ways that these teams can hurt you in, a variety of a variety of manners. I mean, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. He's likely yep. the MVP this season, throwing to like you said, Juju, MVS. Like other than Travis Kelsey, what's this guy working with? Not a whole lot, and he still put up over five thousand yards and forty plus touchdowns. Like that's insane. So he's gonna get his. This is gonna be a game yes. that that is contested, in my opinion. This isn't gonna be like Tampa Bay, you know, kicking the door in against Kansas City last time they were together. Now. What happened in that one? It was an elite pass rush going to town against Patrick Mahomes. Eagles have a very, very good pass rush. So maybe, yes, but this line is a lot better than it was in that Super Bowl, even with some of the injuries they've had up front. But yeah, it's, uh, it's man, I can't wait. I, I think this is, this, is, this is best on best. This is what you want as a football fan. Uh, yes. This is this is great. I, I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. And I don't have a dog in the fight other than some uh, futures bets that I placed a while ago, but I have both of these teams. So whatever. I'm cashing either way. Same. You know, I really think 
any way that the Super Bowl panned out based on who we had in the conference championships, it was going to be a good game. You could have had, you could have had the Bengals and the 49ers. You could have had the Bengals, okay. Eagles. Anyway, it would have shaken out. It would have been a good game. A shout out to Brad, the man from down under, down in Australia, where it's like 6 a.m. I, I think it's 8 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. I can never remember, Brad. I'm so sorry, but thanks for tuning in. All right, John. So for the next thing, we kind of started to talk about this just a little. Yeah. But let's talk MVP predictions because, I mean, first of all, let's be honest. This is generally a quarterback award. And the odds on DraftKings as of today kind of dictate towards that. So I'm going to give you the top six here. Well, the top five plus one you threw in, which I think is interesting. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We've got Jalen Hurts at plus 119. Patrick Mahomes at plus 121. And by the way, can we just can we just pause right there? How annoying for them to make that a a two point difference between Jalen Hurts and Pat? Like you're giving them the same odds. Just put both of them at 120 and move on. Like, (laughs) come on, that's that's annoying. Uh, They want to split it up. They want to make it interesting. Uh, I I guess. Then we've got Travis Kelsey is the next closest at plus 1150. AJ Brown at plus 1275 and Miles Sanders at plus 2300. Now notice, I didn't read. A yeah. single running back for the Chiefs on that list. Now, here's what you've got. You you put Hassan Reddick on this list at plus 3,500. Yeah. You said that you have an interesting scenario to him winning this award. I want to hear it. I'm probably not going to disagree, but let's hear it. The The reason why I'm throwing Hassan Reddick in there, first and foremost, is the value is crazy. It's plus 3,500. Now, listen, the odds of a quarterback winning this are great. Uh, like you said, we were talking about a pre-show. It was minus 650, I think, for a quarterback mm-hmm. just in yes. general to win MVP. Yep. Yeah, that's the likely scenario. I think that you should, you know, pick what, whichever of these two quarterbacks you want to bet on and and make that your bet. But if you want to put a little sprinkle on something other than the quarterback to win it, Hassan Reddick has a chance. This pass rush is crazy. I, I think we talked about earlier weapons that they have to throw to for Kansas city, you have Travis Kelsey, and then you have Juju Smith-Schuster who's been battling injuries lately. And then you've really got nothing beyond that. So if the Eagles can really effectively shut down Travis Kelsey and they can make Patrick Mahomes hold the ball, then all of a sudden you have an opportunity where this pass rush can get home. Any defensive player winning the MVP is long, long odds. The dude's got to have probably three sacks to make it happen. And one of them has to be to like stop a two minute drill drive to win the game. Like it's got to be a dramatic moment probably. Or like a forced fumble like Von Miller had against Carolina. Exactly. Yeah. It's got to be a play like that. But Hassan Reddick is a dominant defensive player. Um, there's not a lot of weapons for Kansas city to choose from. If, if they can limit Travis Kelsey, which is a tall order, but if they can limit Travis Kelsey, if the offensive line is struggling against a very, very good defensive front seven, I think there's a chance where the defense can make this a, a lower scoring game than you and I were talking about. And if you're holding Patrick Mahomes and company to like 14 points, 17 points, and Reddick gets home two times of the forced fumble and a fumble recovery, then there's a scenario where it can happen. It would have to be a defense dominated game for the, for the Eagles for Jalen Hurts to not go crazy, like what we saw their game, their game plan in the NFC Championship game was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So if they do that and you have Miles Sanders and um, Kenneth Gainwell scoring touchdowns on the ground, Hurts has a pedestrian stat line, the defense dominates the Chiefs, and Hassan Reddick gets home a couple times, 
okay, there's the there's the script to throw around what we've been talking about where where Hassan Reddick has a chance to to win that hardware. It's a long shot, but at plus thirty five hundred, throw a buck on it. You know what I mean? It's it's some yeah. some money to to just make things fun in case it happens. Well, and if you hit, it's going to cover all your other bets if you lost. So there you go. And see, and I love that, and that's something I love to do with betting. I love to take these long shots just because when they hit, man, you make you can make a lot of money. And it's the thing is, is that this isn't that crazy. In yeah. this scenario, and who Hassan Reddick has been this season and the way that he's played with his defense, look, I'm old enough to remember Malcolm Brown winning Super Bowl MVP and Larry Brown, cornerback for the Cowboys, winning a Super Bowl MVP. Had a, he had like three interceptions in that game. Yep, I could see Reddick being that kind of impact player where he's got two or three sacks on Mahomes, but one of them is a forced fumble that gets returned for a touchdown. What if or, he's also what if he's also in on a tackle for loss on Isaiah Pacheco and he punches the ball out? You know yep. what I mean? What if he gets two forced fumbles? In, what in if Reddick? What if Reddick? What if he gets a pick in coverage? Yeah, that there's would, so that many ways where he can make an impact because the Kansas City offense is gonna have to press a little because they don't have a lot of weapons and this is a very good defense. So if they're pressing, if you can get Mahomes to make a bad decision, if your late round rookie running back that you're asking to step up in the Super Bowl puts one on the ground, like there are scenarios where this can happen that I think it puts Reddick in a position to win that award. No, that Reddick was one of the guys I really loved in IDP this season. If you're watching this and you're not familiar, which is unlikely given you're a dynasty nerd, but individual defensive players, you get to pick defense, which it's it's a fun format. If you haven't tried it, you should check it out. So I love the Reddick pick. I think my dark horse on this list is going to be Miles Sanders because I can see this being a more run heavy approach for Philly because that's, I mean, that's their identity. Of course, they're going to throw the ball but they've shown more uh, willingness to use Sanders in the red zone later in the season. And like he sneakily had 1200 rushing yards this year. Pretty yeah. Quietly. Most people didn't realize it. I didn't even realize it until my co-host Seth pointed it out last night on the in-between media show. <clears throat> he had a good season and he's been effective. He had two touchdowns in the NFC championship game against yeah. the best run defense in the NFL. Yes. So and yeah, now Kansas did- City's been good. But Miles Sanders, is he's come on, and I think that you're looking at a situation where a defense can kind of focus on Mahomes or focus on Hurts, and Gainwell and Sanders are going to benefit immensely from that in this game. Yeah, and that's that's what we're talking about, right? If, if it needs to happen, or like if it's going to happen for Miles Sanders, it's going to be a similar game plan that they had going into the NFC Championship game. Now, I don't know that that's the way that they're going to attack this. Um, I'm actually going to pivot here to talk about AJ Brown because the Kansas city defense is allowing, uh, I think it was like the 30th most receiving yards per mm-hmm. game to a team's number one wide receiver. I think that's the stat that I saw earlier today. They're allowing over 80 yards per game to a team's number one. So AJ Brown could be a guy that comes out and wrecks it because he just blows up that secondary on the outside they're relying on a lot of young guys because they've had a lot of injuries on the back end so same thing i mean the more and more we talk the more i feel like the eagles could really put a stamp on this one but i think aj brown's also in a position where he could have a massive game he could be he could easily put up two touchdowns and a buck 40 receiving yards but again if the receiver gets all the yards and touchdowns it's the person that's throwing him the ball that's typically going to win the award Right. So because that means that that Jalen Hurts has had a big game in order for A.J. Brown to have a big game. And they typically don't give it to the wide receiver. They give it to the guy throwing. 
Well, <clears throat> sure. But also look, think about it this way. Think about the type of receiver AJ Brown is what he does after the catch, the types of catches he makes. I could see him having a flashy enough game where he outshines Jalen hurts in that aspect and wins MVP. Mm-hmm. He was going to be the next one I wanted to talk about. So I'm glad that you got to him yeah. because outside of, outside of that, unless you believe that the chiefs are going to win this game and that this defense is going to do something they haven't done all season. And they'll let a tight end walk all over them. It's either Mahomes or hurts in this game. And I think and that's I just the way it goes. Yeah. And I don't see an Avenue where if Kansas city wins the super bowl, that it's not Travis Kelsey having a massive game. And that's just not something that this Eagles defense has allowed all year, like you said, but Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game. You can make a case that he's the greatest tight end ever. He's getting into that conversation with what he's done for like six straight years now in terms of statistical production. But I think if, if the chiefs are going to win, it's Travis Kelsey with two plus touchdowns. Like that's what it's going to, it has to be in in order. It has to be off. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. He's an elite tight end. Can we agree that George Kittle is an elite level tight end as well? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. He had one catch in the NFC championship game. Well, they, uh, okay. I know it's Josh Johnson, <laughs> but that's not fair. Christian, Christian Josh, McCaffrey was warming up on the sidelines, man, <laughs> to go in at I, quarterback. Look, I no understand one. that, but Josh Johnson is not a scrub of a quarterback. The guy has been in some tough positions. He could have, all he needed to do was feed Kittle those like five, six yard routes. They could have done that. And Philly was, Philly didn't allow it. I don't even know if Brock Purdy's in who loved George Kittle when he was in this season. I don't think Purdy could have gotten the ball either because that Eagles defense shut him down. That's where I see this game going. Could I be totally wrong? Absolutely. It's, It's been known to happen. Ask my wife. I'm wrong all the time. I don't think I am in this scenario. So if you had to put, I give you a hundred dollars to put on one player on this list. Who are you putting it on? Jalen Hurts. Same. If it's a hundred bucks, if it's like, I'm, I'm putting a, a good amount of money, not a sprinkle amount of money on someone. It's hurts because I think the Kansas city defense is unproven and young in the secondary. Um, they struggle to limit the big plays and if we're talking Jalen Hurts, and I also think that Jalen Hurts can rush for 60-plus yards in this game as well. Um, it's like he's been he's been saving it because of the injury, but I think that he pulls out all the stops. It's the Super Bowl. This is it. And he's going to make that defense make some serious decisions in terms of do I come up to stop the run and leave Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown open on the back end and Dallas Goddard, or do they sit back and, you know, a deep zone to try and limit the passing. And then he just goes and carves him up seven, eight yards at a time on the ground. So I think it's Jalen hurts. I think he's got too many ways that he can beat you in this game. And um, personally, I just, as a big Jalen hurts fan coming out of college and watching them invest in him, surround him with talent, allow him to develop, give him a great offensive line. Like it's the, it's an NFL GM's blueprint of how you should run things with a young quarterback. And if he, really shows up on the biggest stage like i'm i'm so happy for him i would love to see it okay so then okay hurts balls out has phenomenal game wins mvp we're gonna wrap this back here to some dynasty football is he now in the conversation in that tier one top three quarterbacks in dynasty moving forward do you think you can if he wins a super bowl wins an MVP award and balls out in this game. 
is he up there with Mahomes, Allen, Herbert? Burrow? So what I'll what I'll say is that um, Howie Roseman said, I think it was this morning or maybe yesterday. My days are running together this week. Um, <laughs> that Jalen Hurts has done enough to to show that he's that guy. They have the utmost confidence that he's their quarterback of the future. He's gonna get the bag. He's gonna get a massive extension at some point soon. Maybe it happens this offseason, potentially, especially if he brings home a Super Bowl. But I think that he's locked in. I think that they have young studs around him all over the place. They have an elite offensive line. They might lose one or two pieces in free agency. Hello, Chicago Bears. Go poach some of those dudes. But I think that Jalen Hurts has shown that he is one of those dual threat quarterbacks that also has shown the leadership the passing ability and everything that it takes to be a long-term option. So we had this conversation about the Burrow versus Mahomes, you know, mm-hmm. debate for who's dynasty QB one, a couple episodes ago, three episodes ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and the issue we talked about with some of the other rushing quarterbacks that might have been in that conversation a year ago or so is that we don't know if they're the long-term answer. We don't know what, it's going to look like, well, I I'm very confident in the fact that Hertz is the long-term answer in Philly. And if you've got someone that's going to get an eight year contract, 10 year contract, something like that has shown the ability to be a great passer as well as a rushing threat. You can definitely make an argument that he's up there. Maybe not the dynasty QB one overall, but I think he's in that tier. I think he's in that same atmosphere to be considered an elite, elite dynasty quarterback. So just pulled up the rankings. First of all, we'll go with Fantasy Pros expert consensus. He is QB three in Dynasty yeah. currently. Now, player Who's profilers. Uh, it is Allen at one, Mahomes at two. Is how they've got it right now. Right. I don't love that either. Yeah. Um, however, player profiler, my other company, I have so many, has him at number two behind mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Al, or Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Burrow is the top four. I, I think, think that's going to be the consensus four, right? I think it's those yeah. four are in their own kind of tier at the top. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing on fantasy pros. So it's it's interesting because at the beginning of this season, I would have I wouldn't have thought that Jalen Hurts would have done enough in one season to get himself bumped up that high, but he he has and hats off to him. I hope he didn't listen to me trash hurts before the season started. Cause I didn't How see it. Dare you. I know. I know. And Philly. Fans I've been, oh God, now. Dude. I've been, I've been on that wagon like for so long. Mr. Scampers thinks it's pretty spicy for hurts. I don't know. I mean, here's, here's where I was at at the beginning of the season when Sirianni and Rose, were talking about, we want to throw the ball more. Obviously you went out and you got AJ Brown. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. But I questioned Hertz's ability to be accurate because he didn't show a lot of that last season. The steps that kid took and the way that AJ Brown helped him take those steps. I think that Chicago needs to look at this situation. And I've been yes. banging this drum for two months. The yes. Bears need to look at this and they need to go out and get one of these elite receivers that is going to be available in free agency or through trade yep. to help Justin Fields. Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, they're all going to be available via trade more than likely. The Bears have the capital to go out and get one of these guys, and it's not going to hurt And them. extend them. They can go and trade extend for him. and extend. 
a wide receiver. Yes. If there's a team that's not I wouldn't throw DJ you know, Moore. Throw DJ Moore in a package coming from Carolina to trade up to the number one spot for them to get their quarterback. Like that, I want to see. I like that. I think it's a good idea. The problem with it is you're asking Carolina to make a good decision, and I don't know that they're capable of that. <laughs> Tepper, Plus, Tepper's I think, too, too greedy, man. He's not going to – So he is too greedy, and but I think Carolina sees something in DJ Moore. I yeah. mean, when he has a good quarterback that can get him the ball, he's a damn good wide receiver. He's fantastic. It's, it's finding the person who can get him the ball – and if they can get a, I mean, even even Derek Carr would be fine with me because Carr can get him the ball. Now, what I'll what I'll say, we're we're going off the rail a little bit, but what I'll say on that is that they were willing to trade away Christian McCaffrey, and if they're willing to That's trade away true. Christian McCaffrey, maybe they're willing to trade away DJ Moore and just be like, hey, we're blowing it up, we're starting over, we're bringing in the quarterback that we've been looking for for five years. Like, right? They have not had a quarterback, and they need one desperately. And by the way, they passed on Justin Fields in the draft. So anyways, but yeah, going back to Jalen Hurts, he's the blueprint for Chicago. It has to happen. Oh God, if it's Marvin Jones, if that's our big, if, if that's our big free agent wide receiver signing, I'm going to, I'm going to scream. Bloody so in the chat, we've got Marvin Jones is going to be great in Chicago. Just so everyone is clear on it. I don't want that. All right, guys. I don't want it. So I don't want it. let's, we're going to move on here. We've got some prop bets we want to throw your way here for this Super Bowl because we love Dynasty and playing Dynasty fantasy football generally is about winning money, but betting's about winning money too. So, John, you're kind of a betting guru. I'm a little newer getting into the whole prop bets. It hasn't been legal here for that terribly long. I really like your first one, even though we kind of trashed this guy a little bit saying yeah. – late round rookie, whatever. Explain to me why you see this. Cause he's not known as a guy who catches the ball. Yeah. So Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half receiving yards. And by the way, I'm not trashing Isaiah Pacheco, the the player. I think he's right. They're asking a lot out of a late round yes. rookie to step up in the Super Bowl. against yes. an elite defense. That's what I'm saying. I love what Pacheco has done this year in show. He's been great. I love him in dynasty. I think the ships kind of sailed on a buy low window. That was earlier in the season. Um, but Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half receiving yards. The reason why I like this, it might only take two catches for it to happen. And we talked about how this defense might try to limit Travis Kelsey. They don't have a lot of other playmakers on the outside. They're going against a ferocious defensive front. What's the best way to slow down a defensive front? And we talked about this script for the first drive, probably throw some screens, probably try to catch the defense sleeping a little bit or, or being too aggressive and throw the ball to Isaiah Pacheco a couple times out of the backfield. I'm glad nobody noticed me completely cut out there for a second. <clears throat> I did. Your face froze, but I just kept talking, hoping that you'd come back. But I think, <laughs> well, I think Isaiah Pacheco to get a couple screens, a couple things to try to slow down the pass rush makes a lot of sense. And I think that that is a very attainable number for him. 15 and a half yards. I like that. I really do like that prop. I think you're right. And like you said, we had talked about, they're going to eliminate Kelsey. It's going to be hard for the Chiefs to throw the ball effectively deep, but you can use a guy like Pacheco underneath. I really like that one. Um, now I'm going to go with a fun novelty prop on DraftKings because I, I like the fun novelty. Bets. 
Yes, and this novelty prop is, will there be a flea flicker in this game? And I'm saying <laughs> yes at plus 210 because oh. you know who's going to run a flea flicker? Andy Reid is going to is going to run a flea flicker. With Andy Reid is going to run a, it. Prob- oh, probably wouldn't shock <laughs> me. Travis Kelsey gets a passing touchdown at the Super Bowl. Oh God! Look, this, what are this is on weird. that one. I need to look that up. Plus two ten for him to throw so, a touchdown or flea oh, flicker. Oh no, for the flea flicker for the flea flicker. Okay. I don't know if the odds I was like, it can't be. Touchdown. It can't be just two ten for him to throw a touchdown pass. Dude, but that, I'm going to look that up. If you can find it, good luck. That's a pretty niche bet, man. But I'm sure there's a you, book out there that has it. It's probably going to be points, points bet. I'm thinking they seem I'm to have some weird Caesars. ones. Caesars might could be Caesars. All right, John. So give me your second one, man. Yeah, this I, I talked about a little bit earlier. I, I basically explained my entire reasoning, but AJ Brown over 71 and a half receiving yards. Same thing that I mentioned earlier with that secondary giving up a lot of yards to the number one wide receiver for the opposing team. I think AJ Brown is going to be in line for a big gain. Um, I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be targeting his main guy early and often in this one. This could be a volume play. This could also be a one big explosive play takes care of half of that. You know what I mean? This could go a variety of ways. I can see multiple avenues to A.J. Brown getting that yardage total. He could have 10 targets in this game. Would not shock me at all. And it could be a volume thing where he catches seven of 10 targets and goes for about 80 yards because they're keeping him more on short to intermediate I could also see them blowing the top off on one play and him having a massive one that takes care of most of that prop. So I think there's a lot of ways that AJ Brown can, can hit the over on that. I, I think there's really good chances of that happening. Yeah, I'm with you. AJ Brown's going to be a big part of this game, big part of this offense. And like we talked about earlier, chief secondary, uh, not great. Um, yeah. This seems like an easy one. Like you should probably put your money on this one, folks. If you're listening, it's a good one. Throw it in a parlay you're pretty confident in. Um, I'm going to go with my next one. I'm going to go with a passing prop, passing touchdowns. And I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes over two and a half. I think he throws three, maybe four touchdowns in this game because I don't think they'll be able to effectively run the ball at the goal line. This becomes a passing attack. And if they're going to put up 34 points, they got to score some touchdowns. Yep. Plus 175 on that. It's the only plus value in this prop range because for Hertz, it's over one and a half minus one Oh five under one and a half minus one twenty five. Yeah. So <clears throat> I just, I don't see, they're not going to, they're not going to score on the ground. This isn't a team that scores on the ground. Did you say Plain it was over, it was over one and a half for Jalen Hertz at minus one Oh five. Yes. That's not a sexy bet, but it's a smart one. In my opinion, I think that that's a bet where you throw 10 bucks on it and walk away with the total payout of 19. Sure. That sounds fine. Like I I think it's a smart bet for Hertz, but I agree with you. And that's going to narratives, right? If Kansas city is going to try to keep up, how do they have to do it? It's gotta be on Mahomes. So I I agree with that. It's, it's spicy. Asking him to throw three touchdowns against that defense is a lot, but this is Mahomes and this is the super bowl and they're going to go for it. Right. So I'm actually going to take that and, and transition into my next one, which is along the exact same vein. Travis Kelsey, two plus touchdowns at plus 470. Who else is catch, catching a touchdown in this game for Kansas City? You, you might get one random one to someone. You might get a Justin Watson touchdown. I don't know, but I Jared think McKinnon. Kel- Yeah, sure. McKinnon, that's actually a, probably a pretty good one. I'd look into that value for a prop bet. But Travis Kelsey, two plus touchdowns at plus 470. 
that's a really big payday for the best touch. I almost said best wide receiver because he basically is <laughs> the best tight end in the game to get two plus touchdowns and be Mahomes' favorite target. If they get down in the red zone at all, at all, I feel like it's like zeroing in on Travis Kelsey is going to be getting yes. the ball more often than not. Yep. Or his design is to take coverage away from someone else to get in the end zone. But Travis Kelsey is going to be a focal point of the red zone offense. Well, it's interesting because I like this one, despite the fact on the in-between show last night, my prop for the Super Bowl that I highlighted on the show, one of them was taking the under on six and a half receptions for Kelsey. While I still believe that he's going to be under that six and a half receptions because of what this defense does against tight ends, I I'm I think two to three of his five or six receptions could be touchdowns for that yeah. very reason. They get into the red zone, they're right. going to hyper-target him. Yeah, he's their best option, their best threat, an elite red zone guy that is just savvy and understands spacing and timing and how to put himself in a position to be the best target for Mahomes. Absolutely. So my last one is a little fun one. It's a uh, player parlay, QB parlay on DraftKings. <clears throat> so each of these will have to hit to win your money. 30 plus first half rushing yards for Jalen Hurts and 30 plus second half rushing yards for Jalen Hurts plus 650. I'm taking this one because I think he's going to have, I think we're going to see Hertz edge close to hundred yards rushing in this game. I don't know why. Yes, I hmm. do. Because Kansas city's run defense isn't that good. They haven't been good against mobile quarterbacks for that matter. <clears throat> so you're asking him to get 60 yards, 30 a half. He could have 30 yards in the first freaking drive of this game. Sure. And at plus 650. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. I think it's interesting because I'm trying to think of the narratives that would support this happening. Now I can see Jalen hurts using his legs early in the game to make the defense draw forward. And then in the second half, carving them up through the air because they have to respect the run game. I can see him showing them early. I can carve you up through the secondary regardless. And then they drop too much into zone. Like a, like a deep zone, like a, you know, six shell and him then going, okay, cool. You're going to take away my threats and I'll just scoot up the field and pick up an easy first down on the ground. So I can see almost one or the other. I'm not sure which one of those two I like better. I think both is tough, but I think that's why if you stack both of them together, the odds are so, you know, it's such a good pair. Sure for you to hit a plus 650 the values there i don't hate that at all uh for putting that down because i think god he's, he's gonna have so much room to be creative in this game i just i just feel like that's that's the case against this defense yeah see, and that's kind of where i'm at with it too and part of the scenario i see is with this probably being a close game i see jalen hurts making some have to get that yardage plays with his legs sure. where drops back to pass it's like third and eight third and nine Nothing's open. He can't dance around in the pocket forever. He sees some space. He gets down the field for 15, does that two or three times in the second half. There you go. You've hit your 30. And I think, like you said, they're going to try and establish that run game early on. Uh, first, second quarter, I think we're going to see a lot of designed hurt run, hurts runs. Either designed or just option routes. And this defense yep. is going to be guessing because you're going to have both Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell getting, a, I think, a healthy amount of opportunities and looks. Yeah, there's just so many ways that Philly can can carve up this defense in this one. I, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I don't, 
I think it's interesting this turned into a betting show today, which I'm yeah. all about here. Sure. Coming, heading for heading towards the Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, Dynasty World's a little lot lot up in the air. I mean, we could have talked about quarterbacks. We could have talked about some things that might be on the move, but we'll get to that next week. This week, we are hopefully you're going to win some yep. money from some of these prop bets. Now, to round us out here, John, because I missed most of the Senior Bowl, like we talked about before the show. Oh, guys, yeah. I was on I was on a cruise ship. I didn't have access to the typical television but I would have watched. I couldn't really do it on my phone. We're going to get into some rookie watch, John. Yeah, man. Senior takeaways and Tajay Spears. He impressed, man. He impressed. He was was stupid good. So the biggest thing, we talked about Tajay Spears. You brought him up. uh, Our first show, I think it was. You brought him up as a name to watch. I kind of dismissed him a little bit because I was going, ah, this guy doesn't look like he's going to get draft capital. It looks like he's a smaller running back. Now, listen, when you have a running back that's listed small, the odds are that they're going to weigh in even smaller. That's typically how that goes when these guys get to either the senior bowl, shrine bowl, combine, whatever it is where we get official measurements. Typically, if they're listed in the 190s, they're even smaller than they're listed at. Tajay Spears, listed at 195, shows up to the senior bowl and weighs in at 204. And I went, oh, well, that's really interesting okay, how's he going to look on the field? Because maybe he was just packing in the carbs and the junk food and trying to weigh in, you know, bigger than he was because he was afraid of being a small running back. Now, the dude comes in at 204, goes out on the field and is so explosive and shifty and fast and his elite agility was still there, even though he's now over 200 pounds. Suddenly you've got something in a running back. He was so good all week in practices, was decisive in his cuts, was rattling off long touchdown runs all week long in practice. This dude went from being a potential like six round pick where he's now being widely discussed as a, a day two draft pick, which is the capital that you want to see out of skill position players in terms of dynasty value. If a team values that player enough to invest round two, round three capital in him, they're probably going to give him opportunities to earn a role and and be a contributor in that offense. Tajay Spears to me, just the biggest winner period of the Super Bowl looks fantastic. Is probably going to get good draft cap. And I'm now super excited about him in dynasty. So I see him as probably a third round pick. I don't think he's going to creep into that second round, but we also haven't had the combine. So who knows where we're going to go? Where do you, what's your, ideal landing spot for him for fantasy purposes where do you want to see him go that you think he would thrive out of the gate that's rough now what i will say about him is when you watch his film even though he was only listed at 195 he showed a lot more power than people expect him to when you watch his tape he led the fbs in rushing touchdowns this year i don't have the number off the top of my head think it's about 20 he racked up the touchdowns And he showed out with over 200 rushing yards and I think three touchdowns against USC in their bowl game matchup. This dude can play. So he might be smaller than you'd like to see a bell cow running back be, but I think that he has the skill set to garner a large majority of touches. He's also an elite receiving threat. So landing spot, oh God, it's tough. I'm almost thinking I want to see him go to a place that has an established veteran 
where you might not get great production year one, but this could be a guy that a year down the road is really contributing to that offense as he adjusts to the NFL speed and stuff like that. So off the top of my head, I don't know. I'm trying to think through it. And I mean, he is he a guy? Maybe, that could land God, maybe Chicago, even for that matter, because they might lose David sure. Montgomery in free agency. They're going to lose David Montgomery in free agency. I, I yeah. don't see a scenario. They don't, I don't know why they'd resign him when they've got Khalil Herbert, who has shown he's more than capable. I could see that. Yeah. I could see him in Denver. I mean, that sounds a little crazy, but he'd be, he'd be a good two to Javante yeah, Williams one once he's back. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I think those are probably my two favorite for him. You know, I'm Miami really would be interesting. Uh, Chicago, Chicago would be good. Miami's interesting to me, and I'll tell you why. Because he's very good at catching the ball. And this is a spread it out offense where you have sure. guys that are going to take the top off. So he could have value as a pass catching threat. Kind of like early career Tony Pollard. And then Pollard continued to develop more and more and look like he can actually be that yes. dude after a few years. Ooh. Tajay Spears might be a little bit of a slow burn, but I could see it. Chicago makes a lot of sense because I think Chicago is going to be looking for a running back that can catch the ball because that's not Montgomery's skill set. And Khalil Herbert didn't really show a lot of that either. So there's a lot of spaces where he can go. Honestly, I think if he goes day two, I don't really care all that much about landing spot because it's more of a slow burn for me with Tajay Spears. I'm not expecting this dude to come out and light it up rookie season and be an elite guy. Fair enough. What if, what if, what if he landed in Kansas City? They've been trying to sing. They, they tried to catch that type of back with CEH, didn't right. pan out. So now they've mm-hmm. got the veteran McKinnon. But like, how many years does he realistically have left in the league? One to, one to two. One to two. So you get a guy like Spears in Kansas City. It's already a winning culture. You have the time to develop him. You've got Isaiah Pacheco, who, I mean, as a seventh round pick, how long is he going to last in the league? Is he going to flame out? You get a guy like Spears in there. You can use him sparingly in 2023 and 2024. It could almost be his backfield. Yeah, no, I can see that. I'm trying to go through like teams in my head and think about what kind of makes sense. We have no idea what's going on in Las Vegas period, like across the board, quarterback, running back, like all of it. We have no idea what's happening in Vegas. So that could be a wide open spot where if he goes there and he gets a little bit more run early, maybe he could carve something out there. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of spots where I could see him thriving because I think he's a very versatile running back. Now, the yeah. thing about the combine for everyone that's obsessed with 40 speed, first and foremost, stop it. Just stop yeah. yes, caring that much you. about the 40 uh, because that is its own skill. That doesn't really translate to like game speed and stuff like that. It does to a degree, but running a 40 and like actually having track mechanics out of your blocks is its own skill set. Yep. Tajay Spears is very explosive and agile in short spaces. He's not going to blow the roof off in terms of 40 speed, but his explosiveness, like his, his first 10 yards in the 40, that's going to be something that I think is going to be interesting to watch because he's so quick and he's so decisive, which is great for a running back. So I think that's about all I can say on Tajay Spears for now. I can't wait to see him at the combine and just see how he looks like in the drills, you know, where the running backs get on the field and see his footwork in action. I think he's going to impress a lot of teams in those drills. Yeah. So to illustrate how little the 40-yard dash time matters, 
when I was a freshman in high school, I ran like a four three four forty. And look at Ooh. me now. Nobody drafted me, so burning. Burning. All right, guys. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today. Shout out to Brad, Mr. Scampers. You guys have been in the chat. We appreciate it so much. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Razball YouTube channel. You can find the audio version at some point tomorrow on Spotify, Deezer, any platform that you use to download your podcast and listen. Make sure you're following us on all those. And guys, I think we'll catch you next time. I think so. I stay loose, I stay high, I stay loose, I stay high, I stay loose, I stay high. I could do this all night, cause I do what I like.